The Premier Supra Mahuma Pelo briefed the media this morning on the province's turnaround strategies. One of the worst performing municipalities is the Madi Bang municipality with a regular expenditure of 1.2 billion rand. We're joined on the line by the Premier of the Northwest Province. Premier, thank you very much for your time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, my brother. Let me also take this opportunity to greet you and the listeners of SFL. So let's start at a very basic place, Premier. What is irregular expenditure in the Northwest? Firstly, I want to indicate to the listeners that we had two meetings with the Auditor General. We have discussed in detail all aspects that are a manifestation of a report that he has drafted. We have presented to the Auditor General our intervention, but also just to make listeners aware that this report is a report of the 2014-2015 financial year. So the fifth administration, among other things, we have taken a decision to deal with irregular expenditure, which is an instance where you spend money without... uh, following uh, prescribed procedures. For instance, if you procure something without getting three quotations, if it's less than 500,000, you procure it without getting three quotations. That's an irregular expenditure. It's not that uh, the money was used in a fraudulent manner. So we've discussed with the AG all these things, and we appreciate also the fact that generally, according to the AG's report, Our province has improved before. It was 70% municipalities which were getting disclaimers. We are currently under 30%. But that can not be celebrated. There's still a lot of work to do. And we've come up with the following intervention measures. One, we have established a team in the provincial treasury which is now deployed to all the affected uh, municipalities. That work was started in April. We have taken a decision to increase the capacity of both provincial treasury and local government departments at the provincial level so that we reduce the usage of consultants. Three, we have entered into an agreement with the Northwest University They are giving us experts who are going to be working with us to turn the situation around. Four, every EXCO meeting every month is getting a report on progress we have made facing so that we can make interventions. Five, we have set up forensic investigation teams which are investigating all these affected municipalities so that if there is instances of corruption, maladministration, we can deal with them and increase the incidence of uh, consequence management. Six, we have taken the heads of departments in provincial departments where we are getting clean audits, and we are deploying them to the municipalities where there are problems. And the last thing is that the Premier's office is now going to be getting weekly update reports on how we are doing in as far as all these intervention measures are concerned. 
So, Premier, perhaps we can start with, with the first intervention. You say that, that a team will be deployed to increase the capacity at both provincial treasury departments and the municipalities. Why has that not been done up to now? This has been a criticism of the Northwest municipality. The hiring of consultants is not a new issue. This has been there for a number of audit opinions. Why is it only being done now? Remember that the current administration here in the province has inherited some of these challenges and we can't lament about them, we must confront them. There's been interventions in the past. That's why there's been an improvement from over 70% of municipalities getting disclaimers, now reduced to less than 30% of municipalities getting disclaimers. So we want to build on those small achievements so that by the by the end of, uh, by the next financial year, when we get the outcomes of the audit, we should have improved uh, as a province. And I can tell the listener that since we came in in 2014-15 as the new administration, there's a lot of interventions we have made and the results will be seen in the audits of the financial statements which are going to be given to the Auditor General in August. And we have taken a decision that we will not submit to the AG in August as prescribed by the law. We are going to submit to the Auditor General our municipal audit financial statements by the end of June. So that by the end of June, we can start scrutinizing. If there are problems, we can sort them out in July and August so that we can improve our audit. Uh, Premier, how is it possible for people working in municipalities to just continue buying, purchasing services and goods without adhering to supply chain management principles? Are are these just the wrong people in these positions? Why were they hired in the first place? It's twofold. One, we have a problem of some of the municipal managers who are populists. They want to be laughed, they want to be celebrated, they want to be supported by the directors that account to them. So some of them are populist, and if you're a manager, you are not there for populism, you must do your work. Now we have taken a decision to assess all the municipal managers so that if the municipal managers are not doing what they are supposed to do, they must, as part of the contract, insert in their contract the fact that they must uh, do remedial action on the audit outcomes. If they don't, we must get rid of them. Secondly, the provincial office is currently assessing the qualifications of all the directors in the municipalities and all the municipal managers so that who are those who do not have the necessary relevant qualifications and experience, we can get rid of them so that when new councils come in in August, they must find people with the necessary experience, the necessary qualifications. Thirdly, some of the municipalities defy the provincial government interventions. We have now empowered the relevant local department and provincial treasury with a resolution of EXCO, which says that if a municipality defy the interventions by the provincial government, we must deal with that municipality through the law as the provincial government. We have already briefed the minister of Cocta on this particular thing, and he's behind us in as far as this intervention is concerned. 
Premier, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. The Northwest Premier, Supra Mahuma Pelo. You're welcome to comment on that, 34701 at SAFM Midday Live. You'll find me at Darshan Mudli. So let's talk to Corruption Watch's manager, stakeholder manager, Ronald Menway is on the line to us. Ronald, thanks for your time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you and the listeners. This is not the first time the Northwest Province finds itself in this situation. How has it been possible for this to go on for so long, Ronald? Well, it, it's not a surprise that uh, the Northwest is giving us such results. And it's not even a, a surprise that Madibeng's name keep on popping up because uh, listeners will remember the issue of the water services infrastructure that has actually been and there was a lot of irregularities that happened, a lot of abuse of power by uh, allegations of abuse of power by by the municipal manager there. So it's not a surprise that the Northwest is at this particular state. And just to share with you what the public in the Northwest have reported to Corruption Watch, so far we've got almost around 500 reports just for the Northwest. And then those reports are about procurement, about uh, supply chain management uh, allegations, embezzlement of funds, but mainly nepotism, because the officials in the Northwest are getting in touch with us, and they are complaining about people are being appointed in these positions of power to be channeling money to their friends and families. How, how is it possible? You know, we, we, we just spoke to the Premier, and he said part of this is about politicking that's happening. Individuals believing themselves, you know, quite, quite large and in powerful positions in the province. How is it possible for individuals to paralyze municipalities in this way and, and actually, you know, flout legislation? Because that, that seems a, a non-negotiable. Government is meant to abide by its own legislations, its own policies, this Performance Monitoring and Management Act. How is it possible for individuals to flout those policies, you know, in trying to advance their political careers? Well, one of the reasons someone's many is the fact that there, is, there are no punitive measures for those who are found to be uh, the perpetrators of corruption in, in, in all municipalities around the country, actually. So because others are seeing that others are getting away with murder, they channel money towards themselves, they overspend, they uh, inflate quotations, they channel business to their friends, and they are not being punished. So there's no deterrent measure at all uh, in place. So everyone is just doing as they please. That that is what we see happening, especially with people who occupy positions of power. Ronald, I I hope you heard the seven measures or seven interventions that the Premier talked about. One of them that that, that caught my interest was he said there would be a forensic investigation team that would be appointed to look into some of this, uh, you know, the turnaround strategies. I'm not sure if that includes recovering the money that may have been irregularly or, or wastefully spent, but but what would be your advice from Corruption Watch about how this process can be handled so that it safeguards the citizens in those municipalities, potentially from those municipalities, you know, being bankrupt? Well, what we would like to see happen is to the naming and shaming. We need to know who used what, what for, the naming and shaming of those individuals. Number two, those are found to be of our Okay, unfortunately, it seems that his line was breaking up there. That was uh, Corruption Watch's stakeholder manager, Ronald Menwe in Johannesburg. Uh, let's try to get him back. Uh, Ronald, can you hear us clearly? If you if you can just move around yes, for us. Uh, we heard your first point. Okay. What were the other two? 
Oh, the other point is that we need to see punitive measures. Those who are found guilty of these corrupt activities, we need to see them being punished because there's no way, there's no use of having all these uh, uh, audits being conducted, but we don't see any outcome out of them because that is what is actually killing the, the trust of the public with those who are in this positions of power. But once we can see someone being punished, people will start taking them seriously. But for now, they are just a compliance issue, a tick box.